We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'll never call off fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey, double sevens. No matter how many times, I'll never get tired of that reference. Hop Hall of Fame for dirt. We love you with a deep rim. Hi, this is Luka Doncic, and you're listening to the Maps Step Back Podcast. They waiting on my fall off. I'll never call off. Fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey, double sevens. No matter how many times, I'll never get tired of that reference. Hall of Fame for dirt, we love you with a deep reverence. Backcourt nasty. I wonder who gon' check him. Cuban did his thing when he went and got number 11. I still got his picture on my wall at 707. Feel synonymous with Kyrie, how we both train with aggression. Competition obsolete. Trying to breathe life into my dreams. I'm so tired of sleep. Still got some work from last season that was incomplete. So hungry for redemption. Thank my boys, that's my overheat. Like Luca with his three of them hit. My mic is prone to overheat. I pride myself the most. I'm 22 and my folks proud of me. I took the heart away since I was 10. It's no surprise to me. A step back mass blowing no, it's no surprise to me. And I'm speaking honestly. Seven. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Math Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined as always by my co-host. Uh, Drew Johnson, you can find both of us on Twitter at Dalton underscore Trig. You can find my guy Drew at Coach Drew 33 Today we have another special guest for you guys. He is a newly minted uh, Texas Legends head coach, Jordan Sears. He has some background with the Mavs that he's going to get into uh, with us here in a few minutes. But Jordan, how you doing, man? Doing very well. I'm enjoying the last few weeks here. Uh, uh, our time leading in here to training camp. Um, so taking a little bit of time off here, but everything's been well. Uh, as far as like summer league goes, you know, I, I'm pretty sure you pay attention to all that, especially with your role uh, with the legends and, and now, especially, you know, since you've been promoted, but I mean, who are some guys that you're really excited about going into this G league season? The summer league was a was a really fun experience for us this year and having some of the guys that we've had on the legends in the past um, and some of our exhibit 10s there competing with us. And one guy I was really excited to to build a bond with was Taz Moore. Um, I've had a good relationship with George Gallinopoulos, the 
the most recent legends coach and he's only had high praise for Tajay. And so for me, getting to work under coach Dudley and run our defense this year in summer league and try some things that were a little bit different. It was pretty cool to work with him, um, him obviously having knowledge of the system and asking some questions with the minor tweaks we had. So it was good to have that back and forth in practice settings with film or even in the game in between plays. It was, it was a lot of fun. Drew, you want to go into, uh, so uh, the coaching stuff. So, yeah, like, um, you know, what, uh, as a coach, you know, what, what would you say your offensive philosophy is right now? I mean, I know it changes with personnel, but given the personnel that you have currently, you know, what do you think is going to be your bread and butter offensively? I think one thing with the G league is for most teams is to kind of mimic what their NBA parent team is doing. And so for us, we want to be able to do that. But obviously, at the same time, we don't have a Luca or a Kyrie, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have a lot of good talent, and we're still trying to figure out that roster. Um, but with regard to just offensive playing style, the league is such an early offense league. It's a very fast-paced league. The pace is significantly higher than that of the NBA across the board. Um, and so we don't want to shy away from those things. Um, those are things we think can help us win those are things we think can help the Mavs win as well. And so tailoring that game to our players, I think is going to be important. But then within that, when the game slows down a little bit, you've got your early offense sets and other things. I think we want to promote a, a brand of basketball where we're, we're sharing the ball. There's multiple actions. Um, there's a lot of driving kick, a lot of paint touches and just variety. You know, it, it, you don't want to script it. You don't want, your players to be robots right you want to be able to have that variety and and teach them to read the game because for a lot of them that's their next progression mm-hmm. well and you mentioned you know you don't have a luca or kyrie but you know last season you know the legends had Jaden hardy for a good portion uh, of the year and he performed you know like a like a star <laughs> level player like luca and kyrie in the g league he led the the g league in scoring at one point so uh, I'm assuming that, you know, Jaden Hardy is not going to – I don't know if he's going to spend much time in the, the G League this year or not. I mean, I'm not going to say he's not because, you know, he's still young and it's only his second season and, you know, the Mavs still have guys like Tim Hardaway Jr. on the on the roster. So, uh, depending on the minute situation, you know, I'm not sure if he's going to spend much time down there or not. But, I mean, what was your experience like working with him through last year and seeing him progress – not only from summer league, but then with, you know, how he started the season with the legends and then going into the end of the Mav season last year where he really, you know, popped off when he got the opportunity. Yeah, it was honestly probably the most fun thing I've done this past year. Um, you know, I've had some involvement with player development in the past, but I was fortunate enough for Sean Sweeney to allow me to, to take the time to work with Jaden on a day-to-day basis. Um, and, you know, Jaden has made tremendous strides rooting from his time in summer league with us uh, a year ago. And so to work with him, you know, he's been a super receptive kid. He has such a good, kind heart. Um, and he's willing to come in and put the time in. But he's also just such a natural talent on top of that. So, you know, you mix that natural talent with the work ethic that he has. And I think the sky's the limit. 
And for him, <clears throat> you know, he hasn't played a ton of super organized, uh, detail-oriented basketball. And for us, I think the, the, the big emphasis was for him to take the time to understand offensive systems, to understand our defense, what we're trying to accomplish. What is the communication? How do you execute these things at a high level? And I think that started for him in the G League with us. And so, you know, giving him those points of emphasis on a game-to-game basis of things we want to focus on and taking them, trying to apply them, and then assessing them um, after the fact was something that we did a ton of. And the G League staff last year was tremendous with him. And I don't think where he is right now would be possible without them. But uh, for Jaden, obviously, spending that time with the Ignite, I think I think it helped him be a little bit more open to his experience in the G League. And a lot of players aren't necessarily open to it. But he took it in stride. He focused on the things he needed to develop. And he put up some ridiculous numbers while also trying to focus on doing things from a process standpoint the right way. And so when he got back to Dallas and – Obviously, he has a little bit more confidence, and there's no question he's already one of the more talented guys on the team. Mm-hmm. He just kind of took that in stride and was able to kind of up that to the next level. And, you know, the, the nature of the G League is, is a much more competitive league. Um, everybody's fighting for jobs and, <clears throat> and for opportunities. And <clears throat> I think for Jaden, he was he was fortunate that people didn't necessarily know who he was when he got into the NBA. And so he's playing his first few games and he's scoring off the dribble. He's got lesser defenders on him. Luca's finding him for easy, easy shots, all of these things. And it's coming so naturally to him. And so you get into those instances where there's no Luca, there's no Spencer or Kyrie at a later point in the year. And teams are starting to focus in on him and say, hey, this is this is the guy who can go out there and get a bucket. And so that's kind of the next progression is understanding how do I continue to play the game at a high level once people start to focus on me. And I have no doubts he's, he's hungry. He's hungry to learn. And I think he has a lot of great coaches who are working with him this year in Dallas. And I'm excited to see what he can do this season. Well, and he, he you know, having that work ethic and having that, that want to that Jaden Hardy has shown, you know, that's, that's kind of something you can't teach. He just, he has it, but it also helps, you know, like you said, when he came out of high school, he was like in the top, I think top two of his class or maybe at the top of his class coming out. And then, you know, it didn't go to college, went straight to the D, the, the G league. And then, you know, ended up being the, I think it was the 37th pick in last year's draft. I feel like that, you know, probably, it's probably a, a chip on his shoulder too, you know, wanting to prove people wrong. Like, Hey, you know, I was at the top of my class and you know, this is, let me show you how good I am. <laughs> you know, I think, I think that probably adds a little bit of extra motivation as well, but you know, I, uh, you, you can definitely see his progression from the start of last year to now, uh, with, you know, with all the work you guys have put in with him. So, I mean, I think he's in for a, uh, for a really big sophomore season with the Mavs. Drew. You mentioned uh, working with the uh, with the summer league team this past uh, this past summer. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, Derek Lively and Omax Prosper? You know, and getting to work with them. I know that it, you didn't spend too terribly much time with them, but uh, 
if you could just give us some insight, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we've spent a lot of time with them from <laughs> summer league through now because they've been in the gym every week and they've been really committed to their work. And you really, you really can't find guys like that who are just so genuine and who are just so focused and committed to learning. I think those are those are two of the best young guys I've seen with that. They're very mature in their approach on the day-to-day. Um, they understand what they don't know. And so they're, they're excited to have these resources, to have these coaches. And on the, day, on the daily basis, they're just trying to soak up everything they can. Um, and so for them, I think they've grown tremendously, even from summer league. And they're going to continue to grow this year regardless of what, whether they're with the Mavs or the Legends, just because of their approach. Um, and it starts there with their foundation. Their mental makeup, I think, is phenomenal. Uh, with, with regard to Derek specifically, you know, we, we, we didn't quite know what we were getting in him from a skill standpoint. I know everybody's talked about his defense, um, and obviously he has the size and the mobility and the athleticism to do all of those things. And so – you know, we were, we were kind of trying to figure out exactly what we're getting in those things. And I think for a big, you tend to try to keep the game simple for them in terms of screening angles, rolling to the rim, putting pressure on the rim, finishing around the rim and protecting the rim. Conversely, on the defensive side of the ball, being able to communicate your pick and roll coverages. And Derek has grown tremendously since summer league with those things. Um, he works on the little details every day. He asks about the little more nuanced things that come with the game. But I think some things we've seen with him are, are his feel for the game in terms of passing, being a facilitating big at 7-1, which, which are things you don't see for guys that size very often. He's, he's been making some really good plays. He understands how to keep the offense moving, how to facilitate the offense as a big in trail. Um, he's, he's made tremendous strides defensively as well in terms of his room protection, his positioning, his communication. And I think the sky's the limit for him on, on that end of the floor as well. He's also surprisingly in a workout setting, been able to shoot the ball pretty well. And so there, you know, I've seen it on some draft write-ups for him and things like that, that. He's shown a little bit of potential to hit corner threes and things like that. You know, I'm not rubber stamping it that he'll be able to do that this season, but just within a workout context, within a a pickup context, he's been able to do it and mechanically it's sound. And so that's something he can look forward to developing throughout his career as well. Uh, In terms of Omax, Omax is another guy who's just laser focused and, you know, I think the first thing we think with a guy like that is is a 3 and D guy. Uh, he's going to spot up, wait for the ball to find him, and then he's going to play defense on the other end of the floor. And I think that's something we can expect from him over time throughout the course of the season because he, he's, he's able to knock down spot-up shots at a pretty effective rate right now. Um, and he's able to guard, and he's able to guard positions one through four. I've seen him, him do it pretty well in terms of, being able to defend without fouling, move his feet, and use his length to his advantage. Obviously, have to continue to teach him these things within the context of our defensive system. But I think he's got a lot more to his game 
especially on the offensive side of the ball, than people would think in terms of being able to put the ball on the floor. I think we've seen it a little bit in summer league. We saw him play against the likes of Jarris Walker, who was a top 10 pick. And, you know, he, he didn't shy away from it. He went straight at him in terms of taking him off the bounce, shooting it from the perimeter, getting to the free throw line, using pivots, all of those different things. He's, he's shown comfort being able to put the ball on the floor, being able to play in the post, especially versus mismatches. And he's just got such a versatile game. Um, and I'm really excited to see kind of what his ceiling is with those things. And obviously, I think first and foremost, as a rookie, it's going to be important for him to fit into a role to be able to help us now. And that role would be three and D. And as he gets more comfortable, um, what we can kind of expect out of him going forward will be interesting. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, one thing we know in earlier this summer, we, we had uh, both Derek Lively and Omax Prosper on the pod, and we got to talk with them. Great young men. Uh, they seem like they really have a bright future ahead of them, and we really enjoyed talking with them. And one thing that we noticed early in the summer is, like, you know, Omax, he seems more physically ready for the NBA than most rookies are. Like, he is just – he just seems like he's going to be able to take, uh, you know, a lot of hits and stuff like that. And he, he just looks more filled out than what you see in a, a typical rookie. You know, a lot of guys come in, they've got talent and everything, but they got to get in the weight room and add muscle before they're ready. And it seems like Omax is more prepared for that. Now, as far as lively, you know, you can speak more to this than we can, but just from what I've seen, you know, workout videos or, uh, uh, in runs, you know, they, they post videos of that stuff online. It seems like he has added a little bit of muscle over the summer. Has he, have y'all just like locked him in the weight room <laughs> over the last few months? Yeah. I mean, our strength team has done, done a terrific job with him, but both of those guys are really guys who love to come back to the gym at night 
as much as they can to the point where you kind of have to explain to them how the NBA works in terms of wanting to take care of your body, needing to. It's a, an extremely long season. I think that's something we've had to explain to a lot of our young guys, uh, whether they're Exhibit 10 guys or our contract guys, because they're so hungry and they're so excited and they see the level of resources that we have. Um, but it's a totally different game than, than college. You know, in the NBA, you're playing your 82-game schedule. In the G League, you're playing a 50-game schedule. Once training camp hits, it's just you're kind of just going to be going nonstop. And so for them, they've been really good about coming back, but mindful of kind of their load throughout the week. Uh, but both of those guys, my surprise, because I don't see it very often, even with guys who come back a lot, like to go in the weight room. They like to stretch. They like to get in the tubs. They like to do all of those things to kind of take care of their body. And so for you to have two young guys of that mental makeup uh, who approach the game like that, I think is is something that's tremendous for us. So you've, uh, you've spoken briefly about some of your relationships with people in the Mavs organization. Um, can you give us, you know, a, a brief background of, uh, you know, yourself with the Mavs? Yeah, like you, you've been with the Mavs since 2021, right? Video coordinators at where you started? Correct, yes. Okay. How was that progression for you? You know, when did you start getting in more to the – or when did you start getting into coaching more? Yeah, so started in 2021 as the head video coordinator and spent this past season as the head video coordinator as well. And I think – one of the best things about Coach Kidd and his staff through these two years has been that they prioritized my development and the development of the video room, which I think is has just been so exciting and just, I think, boost that level of investment because as grueling as the video room is, you know, people want to ultimately see the fruits of their labor and be able to coach, be able to work guys out, be able to use their voice, be able to have their opinions be heard. And so I was very fortunate for those things. Um, took on a variety of different roles in terms of being on the court for guys' workouts, running workouts my second year with, with Jaden Hardy in particular, uh, being on the bench and doing the replay, helping with our halftime edit that we do um, at halftime of every game and just kind of like a, a diag diagnosis of our issues or, or things we're doing well um, through the first half of the game. And so just through through things like that and just being close to J-Kid in terms of just being his video coordinator and having to help organize his things has has allowed me the opportunity to kind of step into this role a little bit better. But it's all the credit to, to him and to his staff. Well, Jordan, look, we appreciate you taking some time to talk with us today. We we're already pretty, you know, up on uh, D Live and Omax and you know some of those other guys. But I mean, it, you've you've kind of confirmed what our what our eyes have seen, you know, throughout the summer. So uh, that's really good to hear, and we appreciate uh, you coming on here and talking with us. We also want to just wish you luck, you know, in your first year as head coach with the Legends, even if Omax and Lively or Hardy, you know, if even if they're not there, you still have a talented roster. You know, Taze Moore is going to be there. Uh, Jelly Walker, I believe, is going to be there. You know, there's a lot of guys uh, that you have to work with down there. So good luck to you. 
Um, and we hope to have you on sometime in the near future, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on today. Thank yes, you. sir. We'll see you next time, man. You have a good one.